Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah? A big one. Okay. So last night we were watching a TV show. Do you remember this? Shark Tank, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who was on Shark Tank? A couple of people. Okay. How about the big He-Man looking guy? Wreck-It Ralph on steroids, which oh, says a yeah, lot. That, yeah, that dude. Like Wreck-It Ralph on roids. Yeah, that was not right. Big man. Muscles yeah. on muscles on muscles. Yeah, And I go, right. And I asked you a question. Do you remember what that was? No. I said, don't women find that attractive? No, they don't. Now, so you understand this guy, it's like 500 pound dude above the waist. Mm-hmm. And I mean muscle above the waist. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Like Bugs Bunny cartoon when he makes, when he flexes and like it's like. his biceps are bigger than my waist. Yes. That Giant. Day. And so you said no. No. And I go, well, what type of body type? I don't know why I've waited, you know, a decade to ask you this. Right. Maybe I should have waited longer. Probably. I said, what kind of body type do you like? Channing Tatum. Right. You hesitate and you're like, hmm, let me think. Well, you probably won't know him, but Channing Tatum. Okay, I don't sound like that, first of all. You do in my story and in my head. No. And I said, why? And you're like, well, I just don't like people to be, guys to be that muscular. So I Googled him last night. Uh-huh. That's your idea of not very muscular Channing Tatum with he's a T? sculpted, but he's not like, Bleh. That makes me a fat Gumby. Oh, stop. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Channing Nope, Michael Markey. You're not funny. <laughs> You're laughing. No, I'm not. I'm placating. You're crying. Crying on the inside, laughing Probably. on the outside. It's been a rough week. <laughs> With me, Vanessa, my wife. Hi, everyone. We used to be friends. We're not anymore? Nope. Does that mean you get to sleep on the couch and I get the bed to myself? No, we're not friends. I get the bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in the past, we've spent a lot of time talking about memories mm-hmm. and behavioral finance. Right. I actually, did I tell you this? Probably didn't. Maybe not. Probably not. I've been asked to talk, be a guest speaker in a personal finance class at Grand Valley this semester. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, I'm going to mess with these kids. Don't. No, no, no. do here's, your job here's and leave it alone. my idea. And it goes back to memories we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. That if you think something, if something's put in your brain, even when you find out it's not true, you'll still have those emotions. I think that's what we learned le- um, the last time we discussed this. Right. So I'm going to start the class off 
talking about how I'm a little bit, you know, I could have been earlier, but somebody decided to take up two spaces with one car. And if they would have just taken up, you know, their one spot, then I would have had a spot too. Because we've all been in that situation. We've all been in a crowded parking lot where the one open space, somebody's parked half their car in. Right. Or they park sideways on it because they have a Ford Focus and they think it's cool. With ground effects. Right. So I'm going to start about that or start with that and then talk about basically how that's, you know, had somebody just respected others, we could have both been fine and enjoyed, you know, been able to get to class sometime. You would have been on time then, basically. Then I'm going to move on because I don't want them to see the connection. Then I'm going to come back to that about five minutes later when I talk about what psychologists call the ultimatum game. Okay. Now, you and I have talked about the ultimatum game, but I don't know if I've ever used the title for it. The ultimatum game is a game that shows human behavior with finance. Okay. Um, actually, I'll start with you because I don't know that we have talked about this before. No, I don't think we have. So let's say that I've got $51 bills. Okay. And I give you these dollars mm-hmm. and I say, all right, you've got to split these between you and... I'm going to use your brother Spencer now. Okay. So here's the game. Mm-hmm. You can give him $1. Okay. Or you can give him $49 out of the 50. Okay. Anything in between. Okay. The only rule is if he declines your offer, if you offer him a buck, therefore you're keeping 49 out of the 50. Okay. If he declines it, neither of you get anything. Okay. Okay. So if you what offer What if he accepts it? Then you both get whatever you, you know, get. Right. So if okay. you offer him two bucks and he accepts it, he gets two, you get 48. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. How do you, th- what do you think the most common offer is? 25 and 25. It is. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just hedging my bet. I'll just offer him 25 because 10 to 1 says he owes me 20 anyway. So okay. he'll have to give me the 20 back. Way to ruin my game. <laughs> but statistically speaking, almost everybody will split it. Right. Now, this makes no sense. Because one of the things, I didn't preface it this way, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to tell them that you have 51s. All you have to do is say, hey, do you want a dollar? No, you have to tell them. They know what you're going to keep. Oh, darn. Okay? It's right in front of them. They can see the money. Okay. Now, part of this game, though, that we would tell you is to play it in its most efficient manner. I want you to play it in the most mathematically sound way. Would you change it at all? I don't know what you mean. Um... I want you to play the game. There's a strategy to it. Right. You want to get the most money. Mm-hmm. So how would be what would be the smartest way to play the game? 50-50. That's awesome. That right there is cool. Why? Because I thought we had talked about this, but we haven't. And I was projecting from my brain for you to answer that way. Okay. No, but statistically, I'm just kidding. Statistically speaking, almost everybody plays that way. Well, because if you have 51 sitting out in front of you and you say, hey, I'm going to give you these $2 and you can keep them and I get to keep the 48, I'm going to be like, no, because mm-hmm. I don't really need the $2 and then that scams you out of 48. So winning. <laughs> do, they, do they still call it that now? I have no is that idea. Is like a Charlie Sheen throwback? Yes. Yes, it is. That's not the correct way to play the game. Right. That is, no, the 50-50. The $25 is $25, 50% down the middle is not the best way to play. Why not? I'm going to tell you. Okay. But there's a lot of people who already think they know the right way or best strategy to take their social security. Okay. Or their retirement benefits. Okay. Or withdrawal rates. All of these things, right? Right. And if I asked them the best mathematical way, they'll answer incorrectly. Right. Simple logic. But 
our emotions skew things. See, traditional finance is built on people being, when you read it, modern portfolio theory as an example, when you read it, it says a rational person. Okay, but sometimes when you're trying to figure out your retirement, you're not necessarily rational at that moment. And we all have emotions. Right. I'm going to come back to the example, the ultimatum game, and tell everyone how we should be playing it. Okay. And why we're not. And we'll do that when we come back. Michael. What? Just because we don't have a car payment doesn't mean that you get to go on eBay and buy whatever you want because it was a good deal. All right. So a lot of our listeners know I probably have a problem when it comes to vehicles. We have old classics, even some new classics. We got UNX limo. We even have a fire truck. How do you find a place that can do everything? All those different type of vehicles, transmissions, oil changes, little repairs, big repairs. It's pretty hard. I've been taking all of our cars to Global Auto Works in Grand Haven for at least the last five years. And Mike asks the hard questions that nobody seems to be able to answer. So if he can trust them, so can you. If you're having car trouble, go to Global Auto Works. Their phone number is 616-499-4451. That's 616-499-4451. Say Mike and Vanessa sent you. Their number is 616-499-4451. Welcome back, everybody, to Fireproof Your Finances. So we're playing a game for those of you who are just tuning in. The ultimatum game. Right. I'm still a little leery as to where you're going with this. Oh, it's going to be fun. Okay. But what we need to do, um, you know, we should, can you remind me, or maybe you can do it, after the show, we should put something up on Twitter about it. Okay. So you can find us, you can follow us at Fireproof Show on Twitter dot Twitter. It's Twitter dot Twitter? Twitter. Twitter.com. Yes. There it is. Uh-huh. So. I will remind you. So right. get back to the game. And I do want to also say, as you just heard the uh, infomercial, or info, commercial break. We do infomercials now. No, we could never do that. <laughs> but on the commercial break. So this segment brought to you by Global Auto Works. Yes. We really do trust them. And they've been a great, they've been great people for us to work with. And I can't say that about everyone. Right. They get super offended when I don't let them drive me back to work. I do find that funny. Like, I want to mess with them on that, too. Like, send them an email going, are you kidding me? You made her walk because you you made her walk back to work because you'll drop a car off. Right. And an oil change. Drop it off in the morning after I drop kids off. And then it's not it's like four or five blocks. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to cross 31. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And they have to take one of their mechanics off the floor to drive me back. Which, if it's raining sideways, absolutely, you're driving me back. I'm sorry. Now, they don't do that just because it's you, though. No, they do that for, actually, they do that for quite a few people. I did not know that they did that. And then when you sent them the first time to come pick up my truck, Mm -hmm. somebody showed up looking for somebody named Mike, who I had an employee named Mike at one point. And I'm like, he doesn't work here anymore. And they got super confused. So then they called you. And then you called me and you're like, no, they're there for your car. I went, why would they be here for my car? Right. They've just anyway, they're they've had great customer service. They've got good prices and there's somebody we can trust. Right. So back to and it's like our first advertiser. So this is a big deal for us. Don't right. change the channel. But back to the game. Ultimate game. Topic. The best way to play that game. 
go, you got to look at from a financial benefit. If you offer your brother Spencer, that's who we're using in our example. We've got, yes. in case you're just joining us, we got $50. The ultimatum game says that we have to offer another player. In this case, it's going to be Vanessa's brother Spencer. Some of that $50. You can offer him a dollar or $49. Or, or anything in between. And the catch is if he doesn't accept the offer. Nobody gets the money. I get to keep it. Right. So you said you should offer $25. Right. And so split the pot down the middle, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, statistically speaking, an overwhelming majority, that's what they do. Right. If you offer Spencer, like right now, out of that $50, how much of that does he have? What do you mean? Of the $50 that I'm going to put on this table between the two of you, how much of it right now before you play the game does he have? Oh, zero. So if you offer him a dollar, is he not in a better economic position? Well, yes, that's true. So from a purely economic position, no emotion, feelings aside. The dollar is better. Than zero. Right. Yet, as you said earlier, a lot of people would probably decline the dollar. Because they would say that's not fair. They feel like they're getting gypped. Right. So if they do this in a simple game, now psychologists and behavioral finance, or behavioral economic, economists, mm-hmm. they've ran this thing thousands and thousands of times. Okay. They've done it with older people. They've done it younger. They've done it tons of times with MBA and PhD candidate students. Mm-hmm. And they still get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Economic major students or students majoring in economics still get it wrong because we all have feelings. Right. We're not a robot. Emotions. Or a calculator. Right. Right. And it skews how you look at things. Mm-hmm. We've talked about memories. We talk about that a lot. Memories will skew how you look at something. I had a client this week where they had had a, I can't give too many details, but something. A poor experience. With an advisor. Right. This advise such a poor experience. In fact, the state took this advisor's license away. Okay. But he had used an annuity and he had done something where he essentially took, had nothing, he did some bad things, but it had nothing to do with the annuity. Gotcha. So she had a very negative experience with this advisor. Now we were using an annuity. We had recommended it for them based on some things they needed, okay. but they were weary of it. Right. Because leery. leery, leery. And she came in today and she goes, you know, I got to tell you something. I said, what's that? Because we were talking about memories. And she goes, I, I really thought back. I wanted to figure out why I was against these things. She tells me this whole story over five, six, seven minutes. She goes, that has nothing to do with the company, the insurance company, or the product. Right. It's just the one guy was a shady slime bag. Exactly. And she goes, I use that to be negative on something that, you know, now I feel really good about. Right. So I'm not telling you that, that you know, listeners, well, that's something you should have. No, no, no. I'm just saying... Be cognizant of maybe how you remember something and how it makes you feel. Because as we've said before with memories, the emotions you feel with something, even after you find out it's false. Like, even now that I'm telling you, you should only offer a dollar in that game. Mm -hmm. And if I told the person receiving, what are you doing? Take the dollar. Do you feel good about those decisions? No. Especially if you're the one getting the dollar. Even though you know that that's what you should do mathematically. Right. You still don't feel good about it because you feel like you're getting gypped. Therefore, it's very difficult for people to separate emotions from what they should be doing. Well, I have a, another example, actually. Are you going to talk about your girl's trip in Chicago with this? No, this is something oh. else that just popped into my head. So 
at work today, mm-hmm. I have a new um, a new office person that I'm training or whatever. Well, I am training. I mean, going through the the motions. And a gentleman walked in, and he asked for somebody. How do you know he was a gentleman? A dude, a guy. Okay, just I just want to understand our story. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> I was trying to be nice and polite and call him a gentleman. Was he like a Channing Tatum type of build? No. Okay. No. Um, that he, Gumby? Stop it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> he walked in and he asked for an employee that had worked for us four or five years ago mm-hmm. that I did not particularly care for and it did not end on a well note because a lot of things got ordered wrong at the end of their service with us. Is this employee the one that caused us to get a whole set of Glass panels, yes. Glass panels, yes. like pool fencing glass yes. panels for yep. free? Yep, that one. I liked that employee. So you we, guys had kept her for another year. We'd have glass handrails around all of our decks. Okay. Shower doors. That's enough. So, so he asked for her, and I said, um, well, she hasn't worked here in like four years. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, well, I'm, I don't even remember what his name was. I'm so-and-so. I used to work for a glass company that we got glass from. Um you know, I don't know if you remember me, and he wanted to try and sell me something. But because he mentioned that particular employee's name before that, I was like immediately, I ain't buying what you're selling, honey. Sorry. It just closed you off. Yeah, I was like, nope, we're done here. <laughs> it's like being in high school and knowing somebody with a particular name that you didn't care for. And then later on, you get married and your spouse is going, hey, let's if we have a boy, let's name it blah, blah, blah. And you're like, nope. Oh, nope. kind of like you did with our youngest, and you wanted to name him again. The name of one of my ex-boyfriends. Nice. What was that? Mark. That's why you were against Mark Mark. I told you that multiple times. And it's not even that it was a bad ex-boyfriend. I just dated somebody. I was like, that's weird. Why we would I name my son after him? We gave up a cool name because you dated somebody? Would you have liked to name your daughter Leanne? Ooh, rhymes. Like middle name rhymes? No. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to take our second break. Uh, Before we do, I just want to remind everyone, we do social security workshops every month at libraries. There's a reason we do them at libraries, because it's non-confrontational. I want you to be able to have a easy introduction to different ways to take social security. If you're stuck thinking that you should take it one way, maybe it's your emotions that are in that way. Maybe it's a memory of an aunt, uncle, friend, family member who didn't take it early enough and didn't get benefits. But how the higher earning spouse, the larger Social Security benefit recipient, takes their benefits is a huge, massive benefit to the overall picture, especially if one of you passes earlier than the other. And by the way, that's kind of generally how it happens, isn't it? How often do married couples pass away on the same day or the same breath? It's like one in a million. Unlikely. It does happen, though. I know. They drink Kool-Aid and boom. But... (laughs) Okay, Kevorkian. But go to go online, go to our website at legacyfinancialnetwork.com. It's legacyfinancialnetwork.com. You can sign up there or give us a call. Our staff would be more than happy to answer some of your questions and get you signed up. It's 616-589-4004. 589-4004. I know if you're any if you're over 55, you've been getting invites to these all the time, but we're not going to give you a free steak. We're going to give you probably really cruddy cookies if we even have them, but the information will be helpful and it will be good. Again, go to our website, legacyfinancialnetwork.com. We'll be right back. 
The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. We've been talking about the ultimatum game today. Yes. Kind of a cool game, isn't it? Yes. It'd be fun, I think, to do that. I, I would love to just walk up to random people and play that game. I mean, it could be interesting. It would be. It'd be fun. So are you going to get back to your parallel parking story or your double parking space? Well, I'm going to... Yeah, thank you. I forgot about it. Right. That's why I brought it up because you started. So I'm going to do this, but dun, dun, dun. So when we started the show, I, I said that Grand Valley has asked me, one of the professors there, to be a guest speaker one day to a personal finance class. Mm-hmm. And I want to play the ultimatum game with them. Okay. But I'm going to mess with their head by talking about how it was, you know, inconsiderate of that person to take up two spaces because right. I'm predisposing them then. To be angry. To be fair. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That would just make me angry. But that's I'd be an like, insight to you, isn't that? Yeah, probably. But I want them to be predisposed. And then I'm going to share with them how just a little bit of what we call framing. We've talked about framing before. Do you want to mm-hmm. describe framing to people? Well, it's like the car crash scenario. Right. Where you say, you show a picture of a car crash and you say, you know, this person hit this person. How fast do you think they were going? Versus... This person smashed into this person. How fast do you think they were going? Now, if you're listening and you didn't hear that segment before, understand that this was, it's written. So we take out the variable or the bias of somebody being able to say, well, this car hit this one and this one smashed, right? Right. But when you use smashed in written form. You still think that they're going faster than the person that hit. If I remember correctly, it was 30% faster is what they, I think it was 30 miles an hour they guessed with hit on average and this has been done hundreds of times right and it was 40 with smash right so you had girls weekend this weekend yes they did or last weekend yeah right, this week right mm-hmm. and one of our team members yes her family walks by you which i did not see that's apparently. Fine. and their son says hey mom um you know that was your boss and she goes what he goes well you know i didn't see him but it was his wife And so she's telling this story to Uh us all while we're having lunch. Yep. And I look at her. I just look mad, right? She goes, what? I go, that's funny. It's like, what? I go, she told me she was in Bay City. Thanks, honey. (laughs) Her face turns like, oh, no. And then all of a sudden it clicked because they're friends with you on Facebook. Right. So they're like, wait a minute. We've seen her Facebook. Right. Anyway, super awesome. So tell us a little bit about purpose, aligning our actions with our values. Well, girls weekend. I have, well, there's seven of us total. So I have six really good friends from, I mean, honestly, we've probably known each other since middle school, since we were like 12. And you're still friends? Yeah, we're all still friends. Well, we've weeded a few out. But anyway, seven of us are still really good friends. So once a year, because it's so hard to coordinate schedules, we try and go do something for Mm -hmm. a weekend. Like when we all turned 30, we went up to Traverse City from Thursday to Sunday and did a wine tasting thing and rented a house and hung out. So we did Chicago this year. Well, my irritation was that we left at 
the crack of dawn. Saturday. Saturday morning. And we got back around like dinner time on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we talked about leaving on Friday so that you have two nights there. So you can settle in. Right. Like not be so rushed. And it was no, no, no. We don't want to spend the extra money on the hotel room. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. We're shopping. Mm-hmm. I don't shop people. Okay. Like, no. They didn't want to spend the extra $50 a person on a hotel room, but they had no problem with dropping $150 on boots. Now, the ones spending or dropping, as you said, the $150 on boots, these are the same ones that are complaining about the extra 50 for an extra night. Right. Okay. And that we picked out a couple of restaurants and no, that's just too expensive mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so fine. So the purpose of this get together is to spend time together. It's not a shopping trip. No. I mean, that's an ancillary benefit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're in Chicago. You go shopping. Right. But the main purpose is time together. Right. So this is a good example of where our values or priorities, values or priorities are misaligned with our actions. Right. Well, and I guess probably another big irritant of mine is none of us are real big quote unquote shoppers. Mm-hmm. Like none of us will go to the mall and wander around the mall for four hours. Sure. Where the go to the store, get what you want, get out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us have small children. So it was just kind of like, oh, okay. So I just wandered. I walked like 10 miles though on Saturday. Right. It was super awesome. Walked right by a bunch of people didn't, that you knew and didn't did. know. Notice. Scared the bejesus out of some poor college kid. But the thing here though, that I want to make sure people don't miss is that your purpose of this trip was to spend time as a group. Right. But they gave up that opportunity to have more time together. And I don't think this is intentional. No, it it absolutely wasn't. I mean, a lot of factors involved. They but. give up this time with each other. And a lot of it was thinking they couldn't afford it. Right. But then they spend money on things they could stay at home and buy on Amazon. Or that they didn't even really need anyway, like... But it's subjective. Right. right? There's going to be people listening that go, well, maybe they did, or maybe they needed this, or maybe they needed that. But the purpose... When the the words out of your mouth was, I don't really need these boots, but they're super cute, so I bought them anyway. But the purpose of this trip... Was to spend time together. Yes. And we've got like a minute, so I'm going to make it very quick. But this week, I had a meeting with a client where somebody had... Their CPA had told them that they should be taking more risk. Mm Mm-hmm. And they paused me and they're like, but I don't want to because look at where the market is. I said, no, 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 time out. I go, let's ignore the fact that we're in the longest bull market that we've ever seen in the U.S. stock market history ever. Ignore that. Ignore the possibility of loss just for a minute. Right. I go, well, what do you mean? I go, let's take more risk. Let's talk about what that would do. If you took more risk, you had more money, would you spend more? Real quick, they go, no, 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 we're not going to change your life just because we got a little bit more. I go, cool. Would you give more right now? Are you going to give more to the kids right now than you already are? Because they're doing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. No, they're already getting plenty. I go, so then by you taking more risk and when that works, it will grow more money and that more money will create a bigger estate to leave more money to the kids after death. Right. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing, Mike. I go, no, it's not. I go, well, think about it this way then. I said, why don't we buy life insurance? Let's take a couple thousand dollars, three, four, five thousand dollars a year. Then that sounds like a lot, but based on their assets, this isn't a lot. Right. So I said, let's take three, four, five thousand dollars a year and let's buy life insurance, which is guaranteed to increase the estate. And it's guaranteed to do it on a tax free basis. Okay. It's guaranteed and it's tax free. And the husband looks at me and he's like, well, I don't want to buy life insurance. I go, cool. This is good. He looks at me all weird. and I go, this is great. Because we're going to get to the bottom of this. I go, why? He goes, because I don't think I need to buy life insurance. Just give him more money. I go, if you take more risk, you get more money. You won't spend it. You won't give it now. 
it'll create a bigger estate later. Yes? He goes, yes. Uh-huh. I go, and that's okay. But you won't spend more money right now to create a bigger estate later, guaranteed and tax-free. No, I don't want to, I don't want to give money to the insurance company. Exactly. How is it any different that you're unwilling, you don't want to give more money right now, spend more money to get a bigger estate guaranteed and tax-free, yet you're willing to take more risk to get non-guaranteed, non-tax-free, bigger estate later? I don't know. I didn't look at it that way. Right. It's having our actions in line with our values. Gifting was important to them, but not important enough to spend more money to buy life insurance to increase the estate. Mm Mm-hmm. They admitted that if they made more money, they wouldn't spend more and they wouldn't give more right now. So it has zero living benefit to them, but it sounded like a good idea. It sounded smart. Right. That's what we have to do. We have to help people get their values in line with their actions. Mm-hmm. That's all the time we have for today. It's always fun. It goes by quickly for us. And we're, I think, always surprised that anyone's listening. We appreciate right. it. Again, you can find us online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Sign up for our workshops right there, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Call us, 616-589-4004, 589-4004. And follow us on Twitter, at Fireproof Show. I want to say .com. It's just at Fireproof Show. Yes. Until next week, we are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.